Welcome to the Birth Like a Mammal podcast. Birth Like a Mammal is a community created for both parents and birth workers to learn and understand how birth was designed to function in alignment with mammalian biology. I'm your host, Lindsay Askins. I'm a doula and birth coach, a mother of three, and an expert on mammalian biology. I have a degree in animal science, spent many years breeding horses, and have given birth like a mammal three times. After a decade of supporting families as a doula, it's clear to me that obstetrics makes no connection to mammalian biology in regards to birth. And as a result, we have a high rate of complications for mothers and babies giving birth. Whether you are a parent or a doula, I created this podcast and this community to teach you what it means to birth like a mammal. Humans are mammals, and we are designed to birth like mammals. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to the Birth Like a Mammal podcast. This is your host, Lindsay Askins. I am a mother, a photographer, and a birth coach. And I started this podcast to talk about things that are often not talked about, expose things that we do within the realms of pregnancy and birth and postpartum care that are not in alignment with mammalian biology. On today's episode, we're going to talk about handling newborns. Seems like a really benign topic and one that probably doesn't need to be discussed. However, I recently saw a video on social media where a nurse was handling a baby, doing some sort of examination in a hospital setting. And the person who posted the video in the caption was making the point that the nurse was being really rough and it looked like the baby was sort of having a stress reaction to it just based on, you know, the newborn reflex and the tightly clenched fists and the body of the baby seemed very tense as if there was some muscle contractions in response to sort of like a defense mechanism because they were being handled so roughly. And when I see videos like that, it really hits me hard and it really bothers me on a super deep level because it's it's so unnatural and it's so um, unaware of what is happening in this little teeny tiny brand new body. And then what's just so alarming and awful is the fact that this is a person we have deemed an expert in this field and somebody that handles babies all day long every day. And then one must make the assumption that that's how they've been trained to handle the babies. So the just really awful alarming factor of all of that is, oh my gosh, we're doing this all day long every day to lots of babies. So of course, in the comments section, there's a lot of justification. There's a lot of people saying that this is okay. I screenshot a bunch of them in lieu of making this podcast, this episode, this particular episode. So I'm going to read a couple of these comments to you that I saved. So one of the first ones that popped out at me says, reading the comments, I can only say, chill a bit, people. Newborns are not made of sugar, and you are supposed to be quick enough when swaddling them so they don't lose too much heat and calm faster. That's right. The nurse was was swaddling the baby in the video. What is not fine is uneducated criticism and accusations. Hmm. Someone else. You can tell this nurse is well-seasoned and has been working with littles for years. This is a real good one. Moms need to stop thinking they know everything because they birthed a thing. Hmm. I guess in regards to that, you know, 
we just don't have any awareness of motherly intuition anymore. That's interesting. I guess moms know nothing, even though they grew the baby and birthed the baby. Good. Continuing. Thankfully, someone said, baby should be in mom's arms and nowhere else. This is heartbreaking, unnatural, and unnecessary. That's kind of how I feel about it. Another one. The person handling the baby is in full surgical gown, mask, and head covering. This is likely in the OR where it is very cold. Baby has a lot of wet hair and can lose heat quickly, which can easily cause a cascade of problems that could result in baby being away from mom even longer. The person handling the infant might be hurrying to get the baby safely over to mom ASAP. Okay, this is a somewhat intelligent response that may or may not be true. However, studies show, science tells us, evolution has also told us that the baby should just be on the mom's chest. That's where they are the warmest, the safest. So taking a baby farther away from mom to a table to wrap it in a bunch of cotton, it's not even soft, by the way, isn't helping. It's actually adding time to getting the baby warm. This one's great. Healthcare professionals should treat newborns like this, question mark? Jesus Christ, they are called, quote, professional for a reason. Do your job, mother, and let them do their healthcare professionals without interfering. Oh, we're not supposed to, quote, interfere in the handling and care of our own babies. Got it. Imagine doing your job, then an entitled subject enters your workspace asking, are you paying enough attention to it? Okay. Someone puts a laughing emoji. She sounds like a new mom. This one crushed me. As a photographer who has photographed newborns for over a decade, this one crushed me. This is like one of my biggest issues with the newborn photography industry in general. I am a newborn photographer and handle babies the same way. I see nothing wrong with this, but I can also understand why a new mom may be worried. Notice she said new mom. They're going to handle their new baby extra gently until they realize they aren't going to break him. I typically do not handle newborns while photographing them, and I've never understood why there is this narrative within the photography industry to ask mothers to leave the room while we photograph their newborn babies and we touch and handle their newborn babies. I wholeheartedly disagree with that entire ideology. Someone said 100% normal. Someone else, this is the normal way. I don't see anything wrong. Mom is just in her emotions. Okay. I see nothing wrong here. I'm guessing people are freaking out about the, quote, server tray hold, but babies actually love that. Okay. Not sure what, quote, concerns were. Newborns are more resilient than you think. She has excellent burritoing skills. I was a terrible swaddler. That looks perfect. Somebody else. I, as an intern, handle babies like this too. You'd be surprised to know how sturdy these little runts are. Is she having postpartum already? She's acting crazy. I guess in the video, the mom had a problem with how the nurse was touching her own baby. She must be a new mom. Baby number three, you throw in your purse and walk out. Yikes. Mom sounds like a new mom. Literally nothing to see here. Thanks for wasting my time. There ain't anything wrong with how the person handled this baby. 
as a mom and a doctor, this is professional and perfectly done. Was the mom's name Karen? As a NICU nurse, there was nothing wrong with the handling of this baby. Completely normal medical approach. Sorry, what's the problem here? I see nothing wrong here. These people handle newborns every single day, and all this tells me is they are comfortable. First time mom, I'm sure. Just wait till they found out a significant portion get dropped at birth with a laughing emoji. You guys clearly haven't seen doctors burp preemies in the NICU. It's a whole WWE show. Hmm, good. Anyway, I could keep going, but all this is is justification for mishandling of a newborn, in my opinion. But there's also some science behind my opinion. What we fail to do as modern humans is remember that brand new babies have never been touched, right? They've been in a, in a womb floating in fluid. Obviously, they feel their mother's hands when she touches or moves her belly. But they have never had a skin-to-skin feeling. They've never been touched with another person's hand. Evolutionary speaking, they are expecting to be touched only by their mother. That's just mammals. They're expecting to smell their mother, hear their mother. They know who she is. They aren't expecting gloved hands, latex, somebody else's smell or sounds. So even if they're handled gently by someone else, that's already a little bit alarming to them and causes some stress to them because they have no idea that they are in a safe building without bears or lions or whatever, because they know nothing of this world, right? They just arrived. All they know is what they've been programmed by evolution. And evolution is telling them that there are bears and lions outside the cave. They know nothing else of that. So they're already high alert because they're not with their mother. Then you add latex the equation. You add the bright lights. You add the cold temperature in the room. You add all the commotion of the staff talking. And now you've got a person just manhandling this baby, which honestly, in my opinion, in this particular video, she was not moving slowly. She was not moving gently. She was honestly sort of handling the baby as if it was like a doll. And I, I personally have seen that all of the time when I used to attend hospital births. I saw that all the time. Just no regard that this is the first time this little human has been touched ever. And there's no awareness of imprinting, which is a a basic foundation of mammalian biology and mammalian reproduction is the imprinting time, which is immediately after birth, you know, the hours after birth. And that is where the bond between mother and baby comes from. That is where the cues to start producing milk comes from. Those are the cues that gets the baby horse to stand up or the puppies that don't have their eyes open to kind of, you know, nuzzle their way around and find a teat. Like that, that is what the purpose of that is. And so when you have strangers in your space, handling, touching your baby, separating you from your baby, no imprinting is taking place, which then damages bonding forever. People don't like to hear that, but it's really true and can perhaps damage lactation and nursing that baby permanently. Some mothers overcome it, some don't. There's a lot of factors involved. So I think it is incredibly important to talk about the fact that anyone's handling this baby besides mom anyway And then secondly, how the baby's being handled. But all these people need to justify this because they probably watched their own baby be handled like that. 
they were probably handled like that as a baby. I know I was, you know, and our bodies store all that trauma. There's a whole book about it. The body keeps the score and everything that's ever happened to you is physically stored on a subconscious level somewhere in your body. And your psyche knows about it, whether you consciously remember it or not. So how you were touched and handled in the moments after you were born stays with you forever. It's always there. And I've often wondered if we are handling babies for decades now, generations, with violence and without gentleness, and I mean, in some cases, even sort of aggressively, are those the people that turn out to be murderers and rapists, other humans that are harming people? Because their imprinting came from rough handling and like a lack of gentleness. I'm not sure there's many studies on that, but I often wonder that. But we have to have this justification. Otherwise, all of these people making this comment have to admit that the way they handled their babies or allowed their babies to be handled or the way they were handled is wrong. And people don't like to admit when they're wrong. It's actually more difficult to question the status quo. You heard in a lot of those comments, use of the word normal. This looks normal. This is normally what they do. I see this all the time. It's normal. Just because something is normal doesn't mean it's right. There have been tons of examples within history of something that was normal and very, very wrong. Slavery, for one. Abuse of women. War. Murder. I mean... Name a bunch of stuff. Just because we've normalized it doesn't mean it's right ever. So that is that is not even a relevant justification for this. It's a lot easier to go along with the crowd. It's a lot easier just to agree that all these people that work in this building and they have all these letters after the name are doing it right. It's much harder to question the entire medical complex as a whole. And then because of the way obstetrics handles birth and pregnancy, Most mothers, their intuition that's built into them that we all have has been completely sabotaged and or highly disrupted. And I often wonder how many women are watching their brand new minutes old baby be handled by other people. How many of those women are consciously, like aware consciously that they A, want their baby and they don't want anyone else to touch the baby and B, don't want their baby handled like that. Like how many of them are aware of that in those moments? And how many of them are just completely shut down and disassociated and disconnected and detached and everything because of the highly disrupted birth they just experienced? We're not doing any studies on that. So when you sabotage mother's intuition or even disrupt it, she doesn't have the confidence or the wherewithal to speak up and say, hey, can you give me my baby back? Or please don't handle my baby like that. Or I'd like to do that, please. Even just give me my baby back. Not many women in the hospital say that. And it's insane to me that they don't. But I think the disassociation is there and the detachment is there and the intuition has been sabotaged. When you break those bonds or even just harm them, then the biology is out of alignment and nothing's going the way it's supposed to. But naturally, the way this nurse is handling this baby in this video is not how mothers would handle their babies. Not if the imprinting was there and the bonding was there and the intuition hadn't been sabotaged. In saying all of that, there's no nurse or doctor or midwife or whomever 
that has a connection with that baby like the mother does because it's not your baby, right? If you're listening to this and you have children, you already know you don't feel about other people's children the way you do about your own. A good example is I, I could watch my second child when she was 18 months, two years old on a playground. And I was intuitively aware of her capabilities, whatever she was climbing or jumping off of or whatever she was doing. She was very active. I could watch her and what she was doing. And I instinctually knew, oh, she's got that under control or, oh, this is a bad idea. I should probably go help her. I didn't need anybody to tell me that. I just knew it. But I could look over at little Johnny on the playground or little Susie and have no clue what their physical abilities are. I could watch them climb something or try to jump off of something and I had no idea whether they were going to handle that or not because I didn't know them. I had no connection with them. I don't know their personality. I don't know anything about them. But mothers do. Even, Even that brand new baby that maybe you haven't even named yet you're connected to that baby. That baby was in your body. You grew it. You birthed it. You're now going to feed it. You already know that baby. You already know what they need. And you're already connected to the cries and sounds that they make. It's immediate. Zero of the staff members have that. They can't. It's impossible. How could they? It's just like me with little Johnny on the playground. How in the world could I know what little Johnny's capabilities are? Because he's not my kid. I have no idea. So they're not going to handle that baby like a mother would because it's not their baby. They're just going through the motions. It's another day on the job. They're also not receiving any training on this in school. I mean, how could they? I've never, I, I personally have never seen a gentle approach to newborn handling in the four states that I've attended hospital births in and probably, I don't know, eight or 10 hospitals at this point. Haven't counted, but something like that. I haven't seen that. I have seen it with home birth midwives and I have seen mothers handle their babies and it doesn't look like how obstetrics handles babies. So I know they're not getting trained on this in school. It's probably not even a topic of conversation. And then add to that, the comment section also seems highly unlikely they're getting any training on this in school. So this is going to be a rather short episode, but how can we change this? How can we make this better? Well, for one, we can talk about it, which is why I'm doing episode number five on this topic. We can call them out. You can ask for the staff to not handle your baby that way or at all. If you are planning a hospital birth, you need to remember that that baby is yours. Nobody else's. That's your baby. If you don't want nurse whoever, doctor whoever, resident whoever to handle your baby, you can say so. You can say, I'd like to have my baby back. Your partner or your doula or your mom or whoever's with you can facilitate that. Go over and say, she'd like her baby back and get the baby and bring it back to you because it's your baby. It's your baby. You do not have to allow anyone to touch or handle your baby at all, ever. You can refuse all of it. It's your baby. And what always is crazy to me is let's say we're in a grocery store, right? You got your baby in the stroller, whatever, the car seat in the thing. Maybe it's in a wrap on your body. That's what I did. And some stranger that you don't know comes up to you and picks up your baby and starts handling it in some way, whatever that is, in a grocery store. 
I mean, most people would be pretty horrified by that, right? Most people, if they witnessed it or if it happened to them, if they experienced it, would be horrified. I would not allow just some stranger to come pick up my child, even at the ages they are now. No way. So why do we allow this in a labor and delivery room? Why is it okay there? Why is this something that we don't speak up for just because we're in this one specific building and all of the people in the room have these specific letters after their names and they wear these specific outfits? That doesn't change anything. They're still strangers in most cases. You are still the sole guardian, protector, whatever, of your baby. You're still in charge of what happens to your baby, just like you are at the grocery store. Nobody is allowed to hold or handle your baby without your permission. That's literally a parent's job. Step one, protect your baby. That's our job. That's what we're supposed to do. You don't have to tolerate things that cause you or your baby stress simply because you're in a hospital. You're the paying customer. These people work for you. A story about this from my personal life is I had my first baby at home, had all my babies at home, but the first baby I had at home with only the support of my husband and my sister. And the reasons for that are a whole nother podcast episode for a different day. But I don't know, sometime in the week after she was born, I thought it would be beneficial to go get her PRK test done where they have a a threshold or a baseline or something to compare it to in case she had some sort of illness or blood disease or whatever later in life. So because I didn't have a midwife, I didn't have anybody doing that at my house. Typically a home birth midwife will just do that there in your bedroom and it's done. So I take her up to the one and only hospital in this town, which is probably one of the worst hospitals in the United States. And she's like four days old, six days old, something like that. She's tiny. She was six pounds. And I carry her in there and I say, hey, I just need to get the PRK test done. And they're like, when did you have your baby? What? They have all these questions. and like, blah, blah, home birth, whatever. And so they're already like horrified. So they're like, wait here. So we wait there for a long time. I don't want to be there. My body hurts. I'm bleeding. I just want to go home. So we wait and out comes this NICU nurse. And she's like, okay, I'll take her back. And I'm like, no you're not taking her back. And she's like, what? I'm like, I'm not going to hand you my baby. And she's looking at me like I'm insane. And I'm looking at her like she's insane. And she's like, well, we typically do this in the NICU. I'm like, okay, I can go with you. And she goes, well, you're not allowed in there. I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to hand you my baby and let her walk off with you. That's not going to happen. And I'm like clutching her like ferociously at this point, like super mama bear. And this woman literally has no idea what to do. I don't think anyone has ever said that to her. She had no idea of a plan B or a solution to this problem, in quotes, I have now presented her with. So she stands there for a second. She goes, okay, hold on. And she walks off and goes back to the NICU and I stand there. And, okay. And she's gone for some time. She comes back and she goes, um, okay, I guess we can do it here. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So she's still trying to get me to hand her the baby. And I'm like, I'll hold her. I got it. Like, I don't, want her to hold this baby. And I also know intuitively, I mean, I'm a brand new mom. I've never done this before. I know with all of my intuition that if I hold her, when they prick her heel, she is less likely to completely freak out than if I hand her to someone else she doesn't know. And she's awakened from her slumber next to me with my smell and my sounds and all that. And she did. She slept through it. She didn't wake up. 
because I was holding her. I never handed her to somebody. She's already in an environment she has never been in before. And I'm holding her. And the woman looked at me after she did. And she goes, I've never had a baby sleep through that before. <laughs> well, probably because you took her from the mother. <laughs> But that right there told me everything I needed to know. It justified and confirmed all of the decisions I and choices I made before my baby's birth, during her birth, and after her birth. These people have no idea what they are doing because they don't know about mammalian biology. They have no understanding that that baby is going to be much more calm and comfortable and feel safe with their mother. Why aren't we doing entire newborn exams while a mother holds her baby? We do it at home. It's possible. You can do it. Why aren't we doing newborn exams two and three hours after birth? Why are we doing them right away? Some hospitals give you an hour. There's just no reason to perform an exam on a perfectly healthy baby. What's the point? So that's today's episode, handling of newborns. This is something that newborns expect They're programmed by evolution. They expect it to be gentle. They've never been touched before. They're going to flinch when you touch them. Interestingly enough, when you watch home births, especially water births, but any any undisturbed version of birth where a mother catches her baby and the mother is the one that pulls the baby up to her chest and nobody else is touching the baby except the mother, those babies are actually very relaxed. They're very calm. They often do not cry. There's no stress. Their cortisol doesn't go up. Everything that's happening, you know, the exiting of the birth canal and being touched by their mother and being pulled up to the chest to their mother, they are expecting all of that. So none of it is startling or stressful to them because it's exactly what they think is going to happen when they exit the womb. They do not expect latex, bright lights, other people's voices, loud noises, Uh, warming tables, whatever the heck that is. It's not warm to them. They don't expect cotton. They don't expect a bunch of people talking all at once. They don't expect any of those things. They only expect their mother and her voice and her smell and her hands. And until we teach this to OB staff and even home birth midwives, some of which are trained by the allopathic system, or until mothers demand that this not happen, it's probably not going to change. We're still going to get the comment section like I read through earlier. We're still going to get people justifying this sort of behavior, really. So talk about it. Stand up for your babies. Think about it before you walk into a hospital to give birth. If you're planning a home birth, talk about this with your midwife ask others who have used her, you know, hey, how'd she handle your baby? It's pretty important. It's the beginning of their life. It's it's how they perceive their environment and their their world and and their their species moving forward. It's imprinted upon them. Okay. Well that's today's episode, our fifth episode. If you're enjoying our podcast, please share it. In the coming months we'll have some guests on the show. I've already chosen three. I'm really excited about it. You can go to birthlikeamammal.com and get on our mailing list so that you always get the podcast episodes in your inbox the moment they are published. You also receive our free monthly calls on the first Sunday of every month. 
That is only for mailing list subscribers and it's only available for 24 hours. So share this with anyone you think would be interested. You can reach us at join at birthlikeamammal.com. In the coming months, we've got a course coming out for doulas and parents. And the pre-sale for that will be coming soon. And then next year, we're real excited about a book release. So stay tuned. Join us, follow us, Instagram and email, and please share. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. I hope you have an awesome day. Thank you so much for being here today. The Birth Like a Mammal podcast is produced by me, Lindsay Askins. It is edited by Stephanie Weniger. If you enjoyed this episode or want to learn more, please reach out at join at birthlikeamammal.com. Birth Like a Mammal offers courses, classes, webinars, coaching, and an upcoming book. You can also follow us on both Instagram and TikTok at Birth Like a Mammal. If you have not subscribed to our newsletter, head over to birthlikeamammal.com and subscribe now. My subscribers are the first to know when new podcast episodes drop, in addition to receiving the free monthly call link on the first Sunday of every month. That link goes out to subscribers only. If you learned something today, please share this community with anyone who is pregnant or supporting families during pregnancy and birth. Have a great rest of your day.